Welcome to the Biz Dad Podcast, where we dive into the melding of fathership and entrepreneurship with your host, the original Biz Dad himself, Adam Labar. Adam is a Christian, a former Air Force officer, a dad to three amazing kids, a coach, a real estate investor, and a business owner. On this podcast, he'll explore the unique journeys of amazing dads who are striving for greatness in both business and family. So whether you're a dad who is an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply a man striving to be a better dad, get ready as the Biz Dad brings you conversations to inspire, challenge, and equip you to be a better dad and entrepreneur. And now, here's Adam. I'm excited to uh, to introduce a uh, another good buddy of mine in GoBundance, another Adam. So he's got to be awesome because, I mean, with a name like that, you can't go wrong. Uh, but Adam Hill, he has got a great story. But to start, Adam, if you can introduce yourself a little bit, tell us about uh, your family, tell us about your businesses, and then we'll kind of go from there. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm Adam Hill. I uh, live in Denver, uh, Colorado currently, originally from Southern California. I have my wife, Marie. I've been married to her for about 19 years with two wonderful kids. So the business-wise, my great-grandfather started a business in Southern California called Hill Brothers Chemical Company. We're in the fourth generation of of the business. We just celebrated our 100th birthday a few weeks ago. I also build a personal brand where I have a podcast, I speak, and I help people to essentially reframe fear and build a better relationship with it. What have you done to kind of break break down some of those walls that that alcohol used to be the thing that broke them down? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, I'll say for me, um, I'm, I'm going to talk about Alcoholics Anonymous here, and we're not allowed to, you know, it's something we're not supposed to promote, it's supposed to be attraction, and and I totally get why that is. Um, and I'm going to use it in the in the concept of of a community and a framework. What was valuable to me was that when I was so broken that I was ready to walk into those rooms of recovery, that I was ready to do whatever it took, like whatever I was told. You know, I'd heard of AA, and I think a lot of people have heard of AA, and then mm-hmm. they have their own perceptions of it. My perception before that was always like, okay, well, if I jump into there, A, it's the never thing. I can never drink again. Uh, B, it's a shame thing. I'm going to be shamed for having thoughts of wanting to drink and all this kind of stuff. Like these guys are going to you know, shame me for for how I feel which was totally false by the way, but shame was, is the feeling that I run from. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my biggest fears. And then, um, and then, you know, finally that, that like, it was like, well, I'm, I'm too embarrassed to admit that I have a problem and and go into that. And when all of that, like when I was broken enough to, to go into that room and like say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it it takes. it, It was like, I was met with by people that were just saying that were willing to help. And this is like the same with, with lots of different communities. I mean, this was another epiphany moment because you find it in GoBundance. You find it in, in other like, you know, groups that, that you could find that, that are, that have what you want. But it was finding that community of people that had what I wanted and were willing to give it away and where I had to participate. And, and, um, and when I was in that, it was like, okay. And, and I was willing. I found people were saying, all right, well, here's what you, you should do to stay sober today. Uh, mm-hmm. Do this step. Are you powerless over alcohol? Is your life unmanageable? And it was like, okay, well, there's a framework for doing this. And every single day that I was able to do that and participate and engage in that community, become a part of that, I could better identify as a sober person. And it started breaking down that wall. And it, it actually, 
started taking away a lot of those fears. And it started making me recognize that, A, I wasn't alone. And that's one of the key contributors to, to getting out of that, that funk of fear or anxiety or depression or something like that is knowing that you're not alone and being a part of a, a community. Um, you know, as a spiritual man, I'm, I, 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 you know, I wonder if you agree that like, you know, where two or more gathered among us, you know, that's where God is. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I found in, in those kinds of communities. And the frameworks, it was just, and then, you know, kind of stacking up enough days of that, build a point, built a point of reference for me that, hey, this sobriety thing, um, I never thought that I could do this. I thought this was impossible for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for a decade of my life, I drank and, and, tr- and, and like, it was like this, this vicious cycle of crippling fear during the day and drinking at night. I didn't think I could ever get sober. And here I am sober. And now I've got a year of sobriety. And I did it through this community and I did it through this framework and the value of other people and, and, and all of that. And just the value of consistency taking, consistently taking one step forward at a time. And I was like, well, what else, what else can I do? And it was like that moment in January of 2013, which was like one year sober was like kind mm-hmm. of that moment of like, oh, you know what? I wonder what else I can, I can do with my life. I've been given like, this grace of like, you know, I, I should be in jail. Um, it's a matter of inches and I would have been in jail for, you know, for my life or, or for a decade or more. But I have this chance to like really, you know, live and, and maybe show people that what, you know, what's possible. And, and so that's when I started really leaning into other things that, you know, might contribute to that and, and, and be a better example as a dad and, 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 um, and try to show up in a better way. So um, that actually put me on the track to, you know, participating in triathlons at a higher level, mm-hmm. you know, really digging into working in, in the business and, and really trying to take my kids and my family on more adventures and, and, and do a lot of that stuff. Today, we are chatting with Brian Glass. He is uh, yet another, if you have been listening to this at all, yet another GoBundance guy. So Brian, welcome. If you can, please uh, give us a little bit of an introduction about you and your family, and then a little bit about your business as well. So like I'm a lawyer in the Northern Virginia area. I represent people who've been hurt in auto accidents against insurance companies. Uh, I'll be 40 in August, which is kind of weird to say. I've got three kids, all boys, a 10-year-old eight-year-old, five-year-old, been married uh, for almost 14 years to my wife, Krista, who came and joined me at the law firm about a year ago now. Um, My dad and I run our law firm together. It's called Ben Glass Law. I joined him four or five years ago after a decade of practicing on my own in the same geographic regions. And then just earlier this year, joined his other company called Great Legal Marketing. We teach lawyers in solo and small law firms how to run better practices run better businesses, Adam. Awesome. That's pretty cool. And and I tell her that every time I come back from some kind of GoBundance event, like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what you would expect on the outside looking in is that you're going to get into the room and there's going to be all kinds of real estate tips and business tips and, mm-hmm. and, and biohack and whatever else. And there is some of that, but I mean, we were in Tahoe. We must have spent 50% of the time talking about relationship with your wife yeah. and relationship with your kids. So... So there's, and I don't know how many rooms there are that are like that with high achieving entrepreneurial men. It's, I just don't think that exists in a lot of places. Yeah. So, you know, and I've been a member for a year and a half to two years and, and that's one of my big takeaways. And it, it aligns frankly with the time that we've 
we've had a little bit less stress in our lives, you know, between the two of us, because I've, I've seen the example of other men mm-hmm. having those conversations with their wives. And now I'm equipped a little bit better to be like, yeah, that, that thing is not all that important to me. And let me, let me try to help you, Krista, succeed in, in what it is that you're trying to accomplish with the kids and, and get out of the way. Right. And I think that's uh, one of the key things to take away with that is like, being open to hearing it and being open to talking about it with other men who are, uh, maybe they're not struggling, but maybe they're crushing it and you just want to learn and be vulnerable enough to say, you know what? I don't have the best communication with my wife. I'm not the best communicator. I am the like hard-headed type A entrepreneur that just wants to crash through a wall, but my my wife does not receive that well, as most, most people don't. You know, So right. if you're open and willing to have those conversations, I think that it makes a, it, it, it allows you the space to improve uh, but it all has to come back to are you willing to actually put in the effort and improve um you know because yeah. some people just aren't willing to do that um especially i think uh, men i mean i look at the military side of the house a lot because that's a majority of my adulthood was military and like everything you feel like you have to shut her in keep quiet then you know uh, i don't have to talk to anybody about this this is something i could deal with on my own and that's not that's not the case nor is it healthy like i mean you got to be able to talk to people and be vulnerable um so to me, it's always, those are always the best parts about the go bonus trips as well. It's like actually just communicating with other guys who are, or like-minded high achievers that are willing to open up to each other and chat. And, um, you know, I, I think that's one of the beauties of, uh, of the tribe. My name is Monish and I'm from Brisbane on the East coast of Australia. Uh, and my wife, Michelle and I have owned a design and construct residential uh, general contracting remodeling business for the last four and a half years. And we've got a 18 month old son named Max Cartier. That's awesome. Like what I've found. So like go abundance, for example, is everyone wants to improve. Yeah. So everyone's happy. Like everyone's, everyone's like, you know, for me anyway, I can speak. I like I've got the mentality where, all right, this group of people here knows how to do certain things better than I do. And I'm open and receptive to their opinions, to their suggestions and, and, you know, I'll make an informed decision on whether I change tack or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have people that are, you know, again, like you said, you grew up and you traveled and then there's people in your hometown that never gone away. And that's yeah. the thing. Like p- people are so sheltered. They've only seen mm-hmm. one perspective that the, when someone else shares their perspective, they feel like that's wrong, you know, mm-hmm. but that the, the other person should feel and think the same way that they do. And so they try and, you know, try and bring the other person to their perspective instead of being like, that's cool. That's, that's works for you. You know, I respect that. And that's what, that's what people have those conversations because people think if I bring something up, someone's going to argue with me and, you know, but they don't, they're not seeing my point and this and that. But if you're at a place where you're receptive and you're comfortable with how, however you're living life, but you're receptive to improvement. And mm-hmm. open to suggestions and stuff, you won't be debating about, hey, my way is better than yours. You'll be going, oh yeah, that's I see that. You, that's how you do things. Cool. Yeah. And you know, I might take some of that and, and use it in my own life. But that you you just have to accept that you're not going to get that from everyone. There's only oh, people wait, that's the truth. That are, and then there's people <laughs> that are just permanently in this victim mentality where you know yeah. they, they're never. They're never grateful for what life's thrown at them and, and what they've done with it. They're always looking mm-hmm. at that person has that and I don't. And, you know, and 
And so they just, they, they spend their life looking for excuses and, and complaining. Whereas you have people like us, which will, will instead look for opportunities. Yeah. And when you look for opportunities, guess what? You're probably going to do better at life. It's just a different mm-hmm. perspective. So, yeah, you know, for when sure. you said you gave your repairs those books and stuff, we've done stuff like that too. Like we've, you know, when I've read something, I go, man, this is like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should be reading this, you know, and you give that to people. And I'm like, did you read that? Nah. Nah. Didn't have time. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I stopped yeah. doing that after that. And, and if someone asks, I'll tell them. And I was like, go buy this book and it'll tell you how to do stuff. I am excited to talk to Luke Henry today, who is our guest. Luke, thank you, first off, for coming on. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself, your family, and then tell us a little bit about your businesses as well. So, uh, yeah, Luke Henry. I am in Marion, Ohio. I've been married to my wife, Lindsay, for uh, 18 years. This weekend, we have two children, 12 and a half and 11, boy, girl, Emerson and Olivia. Our businesses, we have kind of a family of family businesses. So it started out kind of way back. Uh, I started a landscaping business when I was in junior high and continued that through high school, college. And then once I had a full-time job, my first uh, full-time job was as a pharmacist. I went to school. I got a doctor of pharmacy degree. I was a pharmacist and was still doing landscaping on the side. And with a couple of full-time jobs, I quit my job as a pharmacist after working just two years and started doing landscaping full-time. And that was the the beginning of the the full-on entrepreneurial journey because I'd never done it full-time. I'd always mm-hmm. been just on the side. And so I uh, jumped into that and uh, haven't looked back. When you were at uh, FamBundance, what was your biggest takeaway, you think, with, with the family um, and your kids? Oh, man. Um, I think that it was really great for our kids to see that like we're not the only crazy ones i think that was like a really great uh for for them to see like wow there is like other families that kind of do crazy stuff like they're Mm -hmm. they're running businesses they've got real estate they you know they travel they they work on personal development they they wear aura rings uh you know they're you just like weird stuff that like you don't they don't see a lot with their their uh friends from school or whatever. So that was something that was, I think, a real eye opener for them. And then it was just, it was just a good opportunity for us to get to get, you know, to get together with other families and then also have family time ourselves talking about mm-hmm. things like goals and, and family values. And um, when are the times when we're at our best as a family and what do we admire about each other and, and things like that, that, Again, maybe we don't always just bring up in day-to-day conversation. We talk about that a change of pace plus a change of place equals a change of perspective. And so that was that's that's why I go to to various conferences and go abundance events and things like that because it does often give that different change up on perspective and helps us to zoom out. And so to be able to do that individually as family members and then also together as a family was was a great experience. 
I'm excited to have Lyle Head on the call. Um, we have a mutual friend in Stu Grazier who introduced us. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, chat with Lyle and learning a little bit more about him and his family, um, as well as his business. So I, I can't wait for it. But uh, Lyle, if you can, go ahead and introduce yourself and your family and uh, tell us a little bit about your business. So um, 46 years old, um, 17 years ago, I made a trip to Costa Rica and decided to never leave. Um, since then, <laughs> I, I married a, a girl from Colombia that I met here. I've had, I had an 11-year-old daughter, uh, built a few businesses, real estate, vacation rentals. Uh, now I'm in the coaching and consulting and also doing some real estate development. Uh, and the most recent exciting dad thing that I've done is um, almost a year ago, uh, we semi-adopted a young girl from an island here. Um, her mom wanted to give her an opportunity to play more soccer and get more experience. So she asked if she could come live with us this year, and it's been, been amazing. Um, the, the Watching this young girl coming from a small island, being exposed to you know the mainland and going to a big school mm -hmm. and playing in national soccer tournaments and being able to experience that, get my daughter to be able to experience that, that humbleness and bringing that into our house has been... Mm -hmm. Pretty darn cool experience. I had this gym project and I lost about three quarters of a million dollars. And I did everything right. I mm -hmm. And I, it, what it made me realize is I didn't have anybody around me that was really the right people around me. So I needed to go outside. Mm -hmm. I needed to go, you know, from listening, from reading books and doing different things. It was like, this was what at that period of time in my life was like, this is what you need to do. This is the next step you need to take. You need to go get somebody from the outside that can show you who you are. Because everybody in my circle, I didn't have so, anybody in my circle. When you decided, to, to, I mean, again, I, I want to dig a tiny bit deeper. I'm going to uh, see if I can pick the scab a little bit. Um, uh, there had to be like, did you run out of people to blame on the three quarters? Because like, if you, I, I don't, I don't and I could be just filling in gaps on myself, right? Like, um, yeah. uh, you know, if you you lost three quarters of a million, like, were you like, man, I, I literally ran out of people to blame. This has got to be on me. So like, like, how do I fix this part? Like, what? How I don't did that think I accepted. That? Yeah, I don't think I accepted that it was on me until I until I had that coach. Okay. Right. Like I don't think I uh -huh. fully accepted it was on me. Um and I don't that even took a little bit a little bit of time. I mean, that was probably until I fully started truly accepting that I was responsible for everything that happened in my life, probably wasn't until my early thirties. I think I was still I think I still would blame other people. I would still blame laziness of other people of why they weren't successful, why my leadership wasn't working. Uh, right. That's that's been an evolution um, that wasn't that's taken that's taken a long time, and I don't know the exact time to where it shifted. Now it just feels normal. Mm -hmm. like now I now I fully like yep. I know every resistance that's in my life is my resistance is no one else's. Like um, mm -hmm. it's been it's been a process of step by step work for almost twenty years, probably right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, I mean that that certainly doesn't happen overnight. That I've you know. Um, I like to think that I'm in the middle of it, like like I was talking about before. Like it's it's uh, um, understanding exactly who we are really helps to figure out how how we can interact with people in a better manner and how we can go through it. But um, so tell me about the the coach. How did that? Like, what did that coach say to you that helped you kind of open your eyes and start to work towards that um, that understanding? Honestly, I mean, it was just calling me out. Right. It was me. Just it was just mm -hmm. someone that was just calling me out that I respected. Right. And it was just calling my bullshit every single week when I'm on the calls with them, right? Like they're just, they're just calling me out. And it was just like, like my first taste of really having that. I mean, I had 
coaches that would call you out in sports and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but it just was, it wasn't the same as, as calling you out in life situations that you're hiding behind and, and doing. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was, that's probably the, the, the primary thing. And then I started, yeah, I was I, to guess I got, somebody who was always real estate. Yeah. I got into real estate and hired like technical coaches as I started going further. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I bought, I, I kind of always keep a, a coach in my corner now one way or another. Something. I've known Nathan for boy, how long have we known each other? Probably what five, six years, something like that. Yeah, and it, probably even before that. Okay, so uh, so yeah, we've known each other for a while. Real estate investor, that father. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to kind of dig in a little bit more. So, uh, Nathan, for those folks who are listening who don't know who you are, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about your family um, and your businesses. I'm a real estate investor, but I spent my formative years in from fifth grade on learning musical instruments. I actually played music professionally for more than a decade, my 20s and 30s, and uh, conducted choirs all over the country, played in front of thousands of people, had a song on the radio, uh, played in studios. And to this day, I I have a huge love and passion for music. I have uh, a couple different real estate related businesses. I have a coaching company, uh, Real Estate Accelerator. We help people get their first rental property. and. actually teach those nuts and bolts of how to do that. We have a, a Airbnb holding company. We have a long-term rental holding company. And then we have a development company that we build a bunch of stuff, both horizontal, like take raw ground and make into lots, as well as uh, new construction and vertical. So uh, I've done about you know a little over a thousand fix and flips and, and new construction builds in my career. So that's that's the real estate side. There's a great book called Who Not How. And you think about who are the who's that we need to have. It sounds like a, uh, a children's book, uh, but uh, who are the who's? <laughs> the who's uh, in Whoville. Yeah. The who's in Whoville. Uh, who do we need to have around us? And mm-hmm. so as I have gone through kind of this third iteration of business and, and life, I have found, you know, people with more, more uh, closely uh, related core values that have the drive that I have, but that also have a very diverse set of skills. And rather than you know hoarding money, like finding ways to say, how can I actually help you make more money than anybody who worked for me before, but also in return you hold a higher level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's one of those moments that we can recognize. We can't have all the things. We can't have the control and the money and the business and the time and the whatever. So it's like, okay, well, let's be specific what it is that we actually want. And then we can actually create it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And to me, who not how, if you, if somebody was listening and did not write that down, write that down. I love book. that book. Right. And I, I mean, me it, it's, it's one of those that, um, you can apply in your personal life. You can apply in your business life. You can apply in any any number of places. Who not how makes makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for listening to the Biz Dad Podcast. We hope you found some value in your time here with us, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode. If you've enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share so you and your friends won't miss our upcoming episodes. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Rumble, where we continue these discussions and share more valuable content. Be the dad you know you need to be and run your business in a way you're proud to share with your kids. Keep crushing it.